welcome back to Audio Pong. How you doing, Mark? What's up, Zach? What's up, man? How you been? Dude, it's Halloween, man, or almost. It's, you know, it's October 29th, and it's a Saturday, and everybody's doing costume parties tonight, and I'm I'm getting dressed up too, man. I, I wish I was doing it now. Oh, that's right. You got a, a William Wallace outfit, right? That's right, dude. Freedom! For sure. Do you got the blue face paint too, or are you just going to wear did. the kilt? No, of course, yeah. All right. So I'm you, actually so you're doing William Wallace, not just some kilt Scotsman. No, dude, it's like legit. Like this costume is hundreds of dollars. Then oh I've had goodness. it. I had it handmade by a friend of ours. So, geez, is it wool or is it cotton? Um, it's both actually. There's okay. two different shirts. Um, so if I want like the authentic wool shirt that they would have worn as like you know to keep warm or even as like an Under Armour, mm -hmm. I have that. But I probably won't wear that. But you know that's not interesting. Whatever. But yeah, I've got. You know, it's made from leather. It's made from wool. It's made from cotton. It's a real kilt. Everything's handmade. Is the tartan the same or is this slightly different? Is the one Tartan. What's the, the tartan? That's the kilt pattern. Well, I mean, it is the, the kilt itself, but oh. when you talk about different tartans, it's the different patterns. So there's like the black watch and there's other things. Every family has their own tartan and everything oh. like that. It's like a, you can say it's like a family crest kind of thing. Interesting. So like. When we like, go to Wal when I go to Walmart and I see a bunch of plaid shirts and like pajama pants, that's that's really just them ripping off like ancient history, like the colors I mean, I and don't know, of, but it like, sounds like of it, yeah. warriors. That's what their legacy <laughs> ends at <families>. Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> well, nice I mean, tartan, I, dude. it's probably still pretty, you know, big in in Scotland and in Ireland. You know, they I'm sure they still, you know, you see pictures of them in wee kilts, uh, for like weddings and stuff. So a wee kilt is just like a not okay so there's two different types of kilts right there's the great kilt which has like it's just like i don't even know how long it is it is literally yards of fabric that yeah you wear. that's what i got and then um a wee kilt is literally just like the what you would call the skirt right and you just fold it over itself and then you wear a belt with it but like the great kilt has like the sash that, that's a part of it and you can turn that into like a hood or you can use it as a blanket you can do many different styles of wearing with it so it's not just a sash but it's like a vest almost you can do all these different things that's what i got i, I got yeah. a great kilt and that's awesome it, 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 it's basically i'm the mel gibson version of william wallace like i look i'll look just like him yes just like mel gibson <laughs> um but yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I pretty much got the look, except I have some facial hair that I'm not going to get rid of because it takes literally months for me to grow back. Yeah, I feel that anything. my stuff grows real slow too. So. Yeah. So yeah, it should be fun, man. I don't know. Well, that sounds good. I always like Scotsman and all that kind of, uh, that that theme has always been great. Oh, you mean like the Scottish in general, like their culture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The the culture, the, and, and then also just the aesthetics too, you know. Like, I agree. My sister just came back from Scotland and I, I wish I was there with her because I, I agree. I've always been attracted to the land, the people. They just seem really cool. So if anyone's Scottish, man, here's to you. <laughs> Thanks for the tartans. Yeah. Now, today we want to talk about stories, right? And we want to, we want to even make our own stories and we're going to use images to, inspire those stories yes okay awesome so this is kind of like um there's different uh things that you can do to like test our artists and this is one of them actually so uh walt disney would have you listen to music right and right. then you would draw whatever you would see from the music and the music was usually like classical music right um 
in in eighth grade i was actually given this task as well to like you know a picture's worth a thousand words sure it's so, creative writing is what we're basically doing yeah yeah and we were given the image of the i forget what the guy's name is or even the art the art itself but it's a famous art piece where it's a guy in a suit with a bowler hat and the app the, i think it's a green apple in front of his face right mm. so we had to make that into like a story and so what I did is I, I made it like a, a, an alien spaceship was was the Apple, actually. And it was a bunch of other things. It was just about perspective. It was him actually like looking at it. And we were like, I don't know. It was weird. But I uh, and I was also in eighth grade and I don't remember anything from my past. So I'm glad that that's <laughs> you're even, glad you have that memory even that enough is, <laughs> you know, like it's not great detail. It but hey, you, you kind of get the idea. <laughs> So who who wants to go first, you or I? Do you All want right. to show me an image first, or do I've, you? I've I've got an image. So I um I had several ideas for this, and I don't think they're they're all the same in, as far as like quality. But one idea was I could draw these images, but then I felt that wouldn't not only would that take a lot of time, mm. but I also felt that that would sort of imply a story, right? So what I was trying to think of is like what is so neutral in terms of like the artist's vision that that i could use for images and then it then it occurred to me ai ai art right now is is awesome <laughs> um there's a guy on youtube who's a channel called pix imperfect and um he linked he made a video about a program a discord app called mid journey and i recommend everyone to check it out it's really cool but basically this is like the best app i've seen or program that can generate AI art based on your um, your keyboard input, like the words you use, the phrasing you use. It even it even understands like um, you know the English language to a degree that it understands like meaning of how you say things. So it's pretty crazy. I think it's only in English, but I mean, how interesting would it be to have it you know understand other languages, right? Because different dialects have different vernaculars and styles of speaking and all mm. that, um, and writing for that matter. But um, a friend of mine, and I didn't ask permission, but uh, he's going to find out one way or another. <laughs> but his, his his profile is public. He has amazing AI art. Um, and I just really felt this would be a good opportunity not only to show off the AI art that he's created, or I guess you could say is the director of, because you don't really create it, right? Um, at least not. I, I, I don't know. If you put the prompt in, that that is your artistic medium, right? It's still your, you made it. True, but you really, yeah, I mean, the essence is the same, right? You're, you're trying, you're using the program to try and mold the image to get the image out that's in your head, yeah. which is what you're, what I'm doing or you're doing when we use a pencil or a paintbrush. So I guess, yeah, to that degree, it is true. But the biggest difference I would say is that the paintbrush is thinking. So, right. That, but either way, um, he's, it's generated some amazing images. And um, I've just got to uh, use that as my source. So I guess I'll go first because I've got one for you. All so right. I'll hold it up for the camera, but then I'm also going to put it uh, on the video. And I won't say that again going forward, but um, here's the image and I won't, it's not titled then or anything. So just take a look. All right. And tell, tell us, tell me what story, what the story is behind that image. Okay. So for those who aren't watching the video as well, um, I'm going to describe this image. It's a African-American man, short hair, some crazy hazel, not even hazel. They're like sunburst eyes. Ember. That's like the, yeah, like embers of like a fire like in his eye as the iris. Um, gold chains, um, looks more like a beaded. 
and then he's wearing like an alligator like kind of jacket or something like that and it's just like the picture from like the collarbone up to his head now what kind of story could you write about this hmm. so i'm thinking either he's from a tribe where their people are like their their eyes are like this right or it's more of an awakening right so it's like this is something that only a select few members of the tribe can have and it's like the maybe the warrior class or even the shamanic class right okay you mentioned he had gold chains but they're not like rapper gold chains they look like uh, right they're like look like beads they look like they look like little little uh you know like the bone beads that are like very small Mm. um like about the I would say the the diameter of your pinky, the tip of your pinky, if not smaller, um, and just like a series of of gold beads that are about that shape and size. All right, so this is sparking the idea of like a. Ooh, what if it's an accident? Okay, so I'm I'm going. Everything I said is wrong. <laughs> so. He was he was a, a member of his tribe, right? And he was going through his uh, his his like uh, what do you call that? A manhood, like uh, like a ritual. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Like coming to man ceremony, like, right? Yeah, right. So he's doing that, and there was it an accident or was there a uh, was it a bully? It was an accident. He did it to himself. So he's doing his whole thing, whatever tr- uh, ritual that may be for his tribe to become a man, right? And then he gets blasted in the eyes um, during his like his sacred dance or whatever that he's doing, and it, it with uh, embers from the fire and in the in the center, right? So and then this blinds him and he becomes the seer for the for his tribe. So he can now see into the future, the past, and the present, and he has divine visions of uh, of and he can and he can give like advice, right? So this is his like character story almost, right? It's not necessarily a story for like a D D campaign or something. Kind of sounds like Heimdall of a, of a character. Well, he looks kind of like Heimdall with the, like with a the young eyes. Heimdall. Yeah, yeah. So he can see into the future and he can see into the past and he can give great counsel on both. He gets divine visions, and I would say like for his character, he would definitely get it from his his whatever his uh, tribe's deity is. So like say like his tribe has like a protector god, right? And this is his. Um, this is his, this is his, like, uh, steward, his, his, like, emissary to the world that he, that he has become through this ritual. It's kind of what I'm getting from this image. What do you think? <laughs> what would I think? Oh, I don't know. Um, see, I'm primed, you know, my mind is primed because you gave your, your story. So in a weird way, I have, I have to make a decision if I want to agree with some of the things you said, like him being tribal or anything like that. Or, or or dump that and completely ignore that that line of thinking so that I can have something totally unique. You know what I'm saying? It mm. almost kind of ru- – it doesn't ruin it, but it um, – Well, I didn't know if it, you had You, one you brought it made... into the world. Like I actually hadn't thought at all. Anything? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, I chose images that made me think. <laughs> mm. So – no, yeah, I wanted I wanted to be totally blind. I didn't want to I didn't want to. In fact, I don't know what images I'm going to use with you. I just have like a an album. Oh, okay. So I, and I'm going to choose from that album as as we go. Yeah. So and I'm just going to look at something that catches my eye. I'm going to save it, close it, and then show it to mm. you when it's your turn. <laughs> 
when you raise your hand. I think the just to make everything about the character mean something, I think we should make the the beads and the and the jacket. Maybe the jacket's not an alligator skin, but it looks like that to me. Maybe those circlets or something else. Do you want to add for the the beads? Does he have a name? I mean, I don't know any. If I would have to do research, but I would want it to be like an some kind of Afrikaans name. I don't know what um what tribe I would go with, but like something. I don't know. I'm getting very like Z sound like za. Like Shaka Zula or something. Like well, that. it's funny you say that because I think the coolest sounding names for like black guys are with, are with J's or with Z. And of course, there's a rapper named Jay Z. Oh, so I funny. don't know if that's why or part of it. But so, like for me, like the first name on top of my head is just like Jamariquai or something like that. Jamariquai. Like something that sounds almost like you know, like um, like Geronimo. You know, like it's mm. it's a tribal, but it's a strong warrior sounding name. You know, Jamariquai sounds like that to me. I like it. I like it. It's a good name. So I think the beads could represent, um, I think it has to do something with, uh, with his deity, right? So I would say either prayer beads, but I think we can make it more interesting than prayer beads because there's so much. I find, so when I do, I used to do creative writing all the time and some creative drawing, but most of it was, uh, the creative drawing was mostly in class, but on my own, I did a lot of creative writing. So what I found is that I just go with like the first thought, like I don't try to structure thoughts. So like, um, just whatever comes to mind, even if it's like an elephant, like, oh, it's an elephant. Okay. Uh, it relates somehow to elephants. You know what I mean? Like these are the, uh, uh, oh, I, each I, what, step what, that what an I, elephant takes in its like life. And it. so, okay. so for the beads, it could be each bead is a representation of a person that he's helped and in his in his life and they add a bead every time he, he helps someone. like that's his pavement right is is a gold bead so each time that he he helps someone and gives them advice and things like that he gets this gold bead so yeah so then if he's so, like a if someone sees a, a seer or or a maester with uh with a lot of gold beads and uh <laughs> you know he's trusted right he's answered a lot of questions he's whether answered, they're wrong or right he's helped a lot of people right yeah so it's like a it's like a sign of his his validity, his credentials, right? Mm. And then the, I like that. That's cool. The the jacket. We should do that. We're gonna keep that with uh, that. It's alligator, and it's one that he killed when he was a uh, like like fourteen, fifteen with his father, right? It was his first hunting trip, and they 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 uh they were actually hunting gazelle, right? They were hunting like you know like a, a regular herbivore, some something like that, some kind of peaceful animal, and that they were gonna have for meat, but the alligator came up and, and tried to uh attack the 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 gazelle that they were going for so they killed the alligator instead because it was like then coming after them so it was like out of self-defense and then they got two for one deal <laughs> i don't think you should finish we should finish each story for, for as a fun thing to do with like a title so what was the title of your story of this uh of jamariquai the what the blind wise alligator killer <laughs> that's it that is the whole title <laughs> jamaica the wise blind alligator <laughs> killer with beads of helpfulness <laughs> um beads of help me. Yeah. that sounds like a dnd item <laughs> beads of helpfulness <laughs> yeah like that's that's how shit was named in like like yeah, dnd in the 80s and stuff it's like now everything's like you know um belfagor the demon slayer sword or some bullshit like that but it used to just be like you know 
beads of helpfulness prayer plus but, one. But if I had beads of helpfulness, I would at least name it some that, but in another language, right? Like that's what I do. Just to be edgy, not edgy, but a fantasy. You know, because you're in a fantasy world, you don't want beads of helpfulness like that sounds so lame at least like give them like you know go to a different language that sounds nonsensical to your english yeah i don't agree with that like i adding ambiguity just for ambiguity's sake that kind of it's about having a living world and having like you know these items are are not named for their necessarily like it just makes it sound technically it is it's just in a different language that the player doesn't understand but that's like a lazy way to do it (laughs) You know, but it makes it sound more fantasy. It makes it sound more, you know, I don't know. It makes mm. it sound more alive than just beads of helpfulness. Like, that sounds lame. I guess I'm fine with, with beads lame. of helpfulness. You're, you're fine with it's lame. only lame to you. Like, I like to know that I like to be able to read things. Like, there's certain games, like when I play an RPG, oh, man, when, when the fantasy get, just gets too much. Like, even, even like Lord of the Rings kind of bugs me with this sometimes, but it's not bad about it. But like when it gets too like I speak English and read English, and sometimes you'll be playing a game and they'll use the English language, but they'll make so many weird names. They'll try to create like a to try and make the world feel like it's separate world. They'll make up all these weird names and names of places and people and things, and it's in the lore. And you just at, you just at some point feel like you understand nothing because you don't understand. You can't say the names of the NPCs. You can't say the names of the characters. You can't say the names of the places because they're just like, you know, flip-flop in the form form, la-la. You know, it's just like, it's all these tongue twisters and and, and everything just becomes so ambiguous. It's like, it's kind of nice sometimes to just find something that's like sort of cutting. <laughs> it's like, yes, I have my sword of cutting. Sock for short. <laughs> Yeah, I get it. I get that you want just to be told, but I, I don't know. I like the the idea of everything has. I think sometimes it's nice, like especially if by setting, right? If you go to like, if you're playing characters, going back to D and D, if you're like playing characters in D and D or something, and they go to like a foreign land, then that would make a lot of sense. Like if they're in a Japanese setting or something, you know, everybody speaks kind of like a an Asian dialect or whatever. Mm. And uh, yeah, then they would find you know a, a Shintao or something like that. Like that would that would make sense to me. All right, so I came up with the title then. All right. So his, his story is called Of Fear and Hope. Of Fear and Hope. Yeah. Ding. We'll have a sound effect there. Number one, Of Fear and Hope. All right. So I got one for you then, Marco. Okay. Now I guess the- my, mine's a lot smaller. <laughs> for the, but this is it. <laughs> Good luck seeing that. <laughs> so we'll put the images up, of course. But uh, here you go, Marco. All right. I got to see this now. Now this looks like AI art. Oh no, it's not. Okay, although it does kind of look like AI art to me. So this right away makes me think of night terrors, and the the thoughts that even like when I try to fall asleep at night, I feel like I'm always like at my back. There's always like a shadow or a group of shadows, and mm-hmm. and 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 that is the image my mind draws. But they're just really thoughts and. Whoa. You want to describe pressures? Yeah. So the image is um, looks like a young, beautiful woman in like a silk, silvery negligee, resting peacefully on her pillow, and what looks like you would think are rose petals floating down to her are actually the flakes uh, coming off this demonic-looking shadow beast, uh, who's made mostly of like tendrils of black and uh, obsidian, but is 
inside fueled by some otherworldly red light power of you know probably evil origin or who knows maybe this is a peaceful creature maybe this is an angel but they just don't look pretty mm, you never I like know that. i mean how could you recognize that's another thing that like um i've thought about before like in a lot of storylines especially like even stories from the bible not to get into religion or anything mm. but um why would you just trust you know like I, to me, the most untrustworthy people, when I, just by default, are beautiful people. So that's why I don't usually like lose my shit when I see a really beautiful woman. Like even if like a, a supermodel walks in front of me or something. Sure, sometimes my draw, jaw drops, right? Right. But for the most part, I'm not intimidated by beauty because I'm really apprehensive of it. Because it, to me, that is like the perfect weapon to manipulate with. So if somebody wants to hurt me it's much easier for them to get to me to get past my defenses if they're beautiful. And it's weird because it doesn't matter if they're male or female, it changes the reasoning change. Right. Like if it's female, then I'm like attracted to her. Right. But if it's a guy, then I'm like intimidated, especially if it's like, you know, bigger than me and muscular or, or, you know, whatever handsome successes, you know what I'm saying? He's got like material things or whatever. So I don't trust beauty. And that's why I think I'm usually, I'm usually pretty open-minded about how I judge others, right? And I've even been told many times, like I had a friend once, Frank was his name. Um, he told me, he's like, you know, what's, you know what sucks? He's like, you know what your problem is, Mark? I'm like, what? He's like, you get along with everybody. I'm like, yeah, that's, I know it sucks. <laughs> but I, I kind of do. Like I've, I mean, I've been invited to like every kind of group of people you can think of and been able to like have a good time with them because I right. just, I just don't judge them immediately. I let them fuck up first basically is what it comes down to yeah. so i never judge a book by its cover for the most part so unless they're beautiful i mean <laughs> no i mean like i know what you mean you just you just puts you on edge it's like all right i gotta be aware of my own fault that i may fall into their their guile and be able to like you know be fooled easier because of their beauty that's part of it i guess i'm also i guess part i guess also what i'm saying is i feel comfortable around ugly people but uh <laughs> I, I mean whatever that's the way yeah, it is less competition, yeah. i didn't his brain right don't get mad at me so yeah but going back to this image uh, it makes me think of those things and so this creature is descending on this young lady while she sleeps um it makes me think of the weird neutral to like haunting thoughts that i have when i try to fall asleep at night which just comes from a life of i don't know craziness adventure whatever you want to call it i don't want to try to sound like i'm interesting but that's just what it comes from it's like all the things like we i get visited by weird thoughts like charlie sheen said of best in an interview back during like his era of crazy when he was like on on every tv station and um he called it shame shivers i think it's actually he was on graham norton's show uh when he when he when he coined this term I think he coined it, but when I heard, when I heard that term, I almost like jumped at the TV because I was like, "Oh my god, thank you! Someone has a term for what this is," and that's what it that's is. So funny. Shame shivers are like these. It's like you get visited. I get visited at night when I'm trying to fall asleep, and I'll, I'll literally jerk sometimes, like you know, while laying down. Like it's just like a a weird spike of thought that physically moves me, and it's sometimes it's a feeling of shame or, or regret or awkwardness, or sometimes it's just funny, you know, or it's fear. But it's literally memories of, of shit I've done or experienced in my life that for whatever reason visit me when I'm trying to sleep. And I feel like that's that's what these thoughts are trying to do to this young lady that's sleeping on her bed or whatever it is, this like sheik's tent that she might be in. Um, and even though the thing looks vicious and and has sharp teeth, 
I don't know. Like it doesn't strike me immediately as as a danger because it doesn't it looks like it's moving slowly, mm-hmm. right? It's descending so slowly. So she it could it, it if it wanted to eat her, it could, right? She's sleeping. It could ambush her at any moment. It doesn't need to inspect her the way it is, right? Um the only I'd say the most concerning thing is that it has sort of like a a ribbon-like tongue that's coming out from its center that descends into like her temple. So maybe it is already attacking her, like in some way, like it's in her mind, mm-hmm. you know, like it's a nightmare demon or something like that. But the weird thing about nightmares is that they don't increase your fear in life. They increase your confidence, right? They make you braver because you okay. survive them. You always wake up <laughs> yeah, from a yeah. nightmare. I mean, that's true. That's, you know, I mean, do you count surviving it even if you die in the dream? Yeah, because I mean, okay. you didn't die. You wake up. I mean, even if this pretty, is all simulation. felt pretty real before. Well, even if this is all simulation, um, even that is a, like, to me, that's like a reward. If you can, if your mind is, if your imagination is so powerful that it can simulate what you think the this feeling death. of death is and then you survive it, how does that not make you stronger? Yeah, I can face death now. Yeah, you can you're, face I mean, death. You're right. I mean, that's the way I've I died look a at few it. times in my dreams. So, you know, that's not. The old adage, if you die in your dreams, you die in your life. Like that's like an old saying. Well, that's I think that's like Freddy Krueger. Yeah, <laughs> Nightmare but I mean, Elm Street. Even in like popular. Um, yeah, Sigmund Freud would talk about it too in dream analysis, right? And he would talk about like if you die in your dreams, you could you could kill you in real life. Yeah. It's like but like I've never I've woken up in a panic before because of that, but I've never like, you know, never died from it <laughs> i've had friends tell me like my friend matt says he dies all the time in his dreams all the which time which is weird to me wow. he says every time he dies he just wakes up yeah. and that's weird because usually i don't die in my dreams i can't remember ever dying i usually fight back somehow i stop it from happening i yeah. fight back but then i get overtaken usually mm. it's like it's like like a swarm or of, of whatever it is i'm fighting you know it just overtakes me like i'm just outnumbered Maybe that says more about me. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really don't think uh, there's people that pretend to understand dreams and maybe sometimes like a clock they're, you know, they're accidentally correct. Well, I think that when it comes to dream analysis, it has to be person to person based. Like, like symbolism in your dream can't mean the same thing for everyone. Like that doesn't make sense. Cause everyone, well, not only that, but it probably everyone views the world differently. Right. So like there's no, and especially now where we don't have consistent symbolism in our, culture right we don't have anything that's like uh we don't have kennings really we don't talk about the whale road talking about the sea you know so we don't have really um any real symbolism like except for a clock maybe representing time but even then yeah i mean i i hear what you're saying and i do agree i would i would add that i think we have a flood of too much new symbolism and nothing is sticking so there's you know, like like trends, cults are starting and ending. Religions are starting and ending. Perceptions, ideologies are starting and ending um, the same way trends used to, you know, at the same like breakneck speed. And, you know, that's because of the travel. I, th- I really, I think the only, the main reason for that is the the speed of information that we, we have access to. Yeah, you know, with our lives. So, yeah, I would, I would call this, uh, I'm going to rip off, uh, I think it was Shakespeare. Uh, and also a Robin Williams movie. But I'm going to call this, uh, I'll, I'll adjust it. I was going to say, well, I'll call it what dreams may come, but I'll, I'll say what nightmares may come. 
So oh, yeah, this is okay. what nightmares make may come. So I was thinking something very similar from this image. It uh, it made me think of like some kind of dream eater, right? Like it's not just nightmare eating or or giving. It's actually feeding on her like her dreams, and it's not just this one. There's, so it is like hungry. Then it is like a yeah. Like a beast so of some, some sort. kind of yeah. It's like a and it's not even on this the same plane. It's like a it's immaterial. So it's more of a shadow based kind of thing um so it's metaphysical it's not really in the world yeah it's like in another it's on another plane maybe it's on the same plane as dreams exists right maybe you could do that uh but yeah i was seeing like maybe there's like a whole like you know uh roaming uh what do you a band of these like maybe there's like five of them that just kind of go to village to village and they just (laughs) village to village yeah so it's another dnd story (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's kind of that's kind of the context of what i think of it of of most stories and is either dnd or some kind of fantasy that's interesting that's an that's an interesting thing maybe to talk about too is like where do you where is the the bar for your storytelling what what does your brain always reference mythology (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'm always i'm constantly thinking about mythology and then just the time before guns pretty much mm. that's when i when i what i kind of like think about for stories even like horror stories like i'm not a when i'm like listening to like a like a scary story like if it's in the modern time i'm like i don't care like this is boring but if it's like a story about like helplessness like uh uh not what was written on the on the post was Kurotoa. But I can't Jamestown, right? Is that the no? That's a different thing. What what is Croatoa from? Do you know? I don't. I thought you said Krakatoa, which was a volcano. No, no, no. Croatoa. That's the that's the um, the colony that was formed in the U.S. before it was the U.S. Right, and then um, uh, like people leave for uh to get resupplies and stuff to go back to england and when they come back the village is abandoned and there's no one there and there's no sign of why they left and the only thing written down or the only thing left that was like that that was like the mystery right was it on a i think it was either a wooden post or on a tree in like the center of town or something like that it was written croatoa but no one knows what that means oh that's creepy that's yeah a good halloween story yeah so i really like stories like that where it's like isolation um and you and the mystery is like you or not the mystery but like the the real scary part is that there's no one that's coming to help you Mm. like you're on your own and i really like those kind of stories and when it's in the modern time it's kind of hard to do because you always have your phone right so you're always not only that but like yeah like you're always only isolate the character somehow You, you know i mean i don't know some some writers some storytellers do it interestingly i mean that's one thing i really like about sort of the dystopian um like cyberpunk kind of future you know like blade runner is that um it depicts a future where there is so much so much technology that it it's easy to isolate and that makes sense to me because i feel like we're doing that now like it's it's actually really easy to isolate yourself using technology and really when you think about it how quickly can you get help depending on where you are or what you're doing you know it's not uh, the movies make make it seem instant, but as any of us have been in emergencies oh in life, we know it, what yeah. it's like waiting for help. <laughs> it takes forever. Yeah. It, it literally feels like an eternity. Like yeah. five seconds is a minute, right? And then five minutes is an hour. It's like this is ridiculous, or <laughs> whatever the math is. <laughs> well, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like one of the worst experiences I remember was when my my grandfather had a heart attack and he was dying from it. And, you know, we were, we lived far out in the woods or in the, in the sticks, let's say in the country. And 
it took them over half an hour just to get the ambulance there. That's how far we were from the hospital. A half an hour. Yeah. Minutes. So I mean, if you don't if you don't know how to help someone or can't, that that's it, man. And you're you just know? watching them. You're that's just like, watching them die. Yeah. So oh, man. Well, that's that, just that's scary. Yeah. That's that's why you know. Um, I think that you can if if you really think about it, it it's maybe easier. You can be clever about storytelling, you know, telling a story that that isolates the character properly. Maybe not all the time, but at the times that it matters to you know portraying. A, but a that's why I like stress. like uh, Cabin in the Woods stories, right? Like, oh yeah, where they're just like you know they're already they're in a dead zone. Like right? there's no uh, way to call out. The ham radio is busted or whatever, right? So, yeah, the premise already tells you it, things are not good. They shouldn't even be there. You kind of feel like an, like a father figure, like I told you so. Like what are you doing out here? <laughs> what idiots? are you doing in the dark forest? I yeah. told you not to go in there. That's where the wolves will eat you. Yeah, and then pretend to be your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got another image for you. All right, what do we got here? Um, this is another like, of course, like I said, these are all AI, and I'm gonna put these images up. But here's, I don't know. That's pointless to hold it up. I'll just describe it, uh, or you can describe. Yeah, it. I'll describe Let's see it. what you you think about that. Ooh, I like this one. Okay, so we have, my goodness. Okay, we got circles within circles going on. It's very like um, macabre looking. So it's a lot of flesh and red colors going happening. Uh, we have a circle of like different, well, look like heads, um, but they're like mangled and they're de deformed, maybe dried out and things like that. Like they're half rotten. Others are like, things are like in the process of being dissected maybe. Um, then you have like, they're all there, the, these, the circle of that, those things kind of like form into another circle where she looks like organs almost just kind of, or maybe dead roses even, it's hard to tell. And then in the center of that, it all comes together to make like this, like humanoid looking figure with like no face, red robes and, uh, long extended fingers almost. All right story all right so this makes me think of this guy he's a tinkerer right like he's making things these are um either stuffed or they're like uh what are they like a flesh golem almost right from uh D, D. so he's making flesh golems right and he's making like different kind of like uh he, he's trying to combine different dead animals and different dead body parts to make different kinds of creatures and making the optimal um maybe the optimal uh like slave or different beast of burden kind of thing and maybe even specializes in different like uh tasks some are just for cleaning right like and others are for for going out and gathering new specimens and this is his his motivations are just to create out of uh, life out of death and uh the villagers they're not happy about this guy they don't <laughs> like him they, they start seeing some creepy things at night so like you, you you like just glimpses of like uh like by uh quadrupedal like things like skirting across but they're like deformed and they're not quite and that they don't look human and they don't look animalistic they just they just look wrong and you can't tell what they look like um because it's always dark when they come out when we all get our own matrix world in the future i'm not visiting any of your villages Why? like ever it'd be fun no your village people don't they got it rough 
Yes. Their lives are not yeah, easy. That's why you're the hero, Marco. <laughs> so what I think it would be better instead of like um for like if you were to make this a D D campaign, right? Um, instead of like the the heroes coming from out of town, like they're from the town, right? So they grew up in this, this space, and, and they're, they're like coming back home. No, 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 no. They just they uh, they're already there, and they're having enough of this. They they finally see one. They're getting a little more ambitious and taking living creatures and and, and even babies right from uh, from their cradles. Um, and they and and then he's still, he'll like use them and cut them up, and he doesn't use anesthesia or anything. He's just a vicious sob, <laughs> you know. Um, that, that that's what i'm feeling from this guy i like that his, his red robes again they look like some kind of like maybe he's he's i don't want to say because they don't look uh they don't look like they're religious in any way but i feel like there's some kind of like occult happening maybe it's just demonic right maybe he's talking to some kind of fiend who's giving who's like inking these ideas into his mind like he he had a uh an uh a pure goal at, at first but then now it's from speaking with this like this demon or uh devil it's starting to corrupt him and he's getting that's why he's starting to take living creatures and not just the dead anymore right he's starting to take yeah so that's kind of like what i'm feeling from this i really damn that those top ones are scariest all get out it's kind of like a wheel of mangled undead heads and like yeah. the spokes of a wheel and in the center is this membrane that presents a, a full-figured creature yeah and not even all of them are uh are heads right like there's mangled flesh that's what it looks like it's so cool i love this one but yeah that's kind of what it sparks in my, my head is this guy is he's he's creating undead um golem types so they're not really undead Zombie it's, slaves. It's more, yeah but it's not like undead because these things aren't living though it's more mechanical it's more like he's he's breathing maybe uh, a different kind of life not really undeath although otherwise it'd be green well it's, it's almost like a synonym for robot slaves i mean yeah yeah, if yeah you're yeah. making robots out of parts of the earth instead of parts of people like obviously there's ethics <laughs> involved with that but you know i think um It almost looks like um like somebody's really fucked up like uh display of Halloween masks. <laughs> like how they're gonna choose one. What would you call this? Just, what would you title I, I this? want I want the word flesh in there. Flesh wheel. <laughs> you think you think too hard. Let it come to you. No, I'm trying to think of I don't know. The title, The Flesh of Our Sins. The Flesh of Our Sins. I don't know. That, that, that's spiking out of my head for some reason. I don't know. I like it. I mean. Even though the villagers didn't necessarily do anything wrong. Those poor villagers, man. They're always getting boned. Yeah. I like horror. Well, horror is, I think it's one of the more interesting genres of like storytelling, right? It's funny. It's funny too, because like defining horror for a lot of people is kind of like a controversial topic. Like, what what do you consider horror? Right? Like, even I have my own um, 
opinions on that. I, for me, like for a horror movie to truly be a horror movie, it can't have a good ending, right? It's got to have at least a twist where mm-hmm. things do have to end badly for the that, characters. That is my favorite uh, types of endings is where everything, like the, um, no one gets a happy ending. Like the bad yeah. thing happens to everyone. Everyone dies or everyone gets, you know, trapped or things like that. I'm like, yes, like it's like real life, you know, <laughs> sometimes not everyone makes it. It's like life. Sucks. I think my favorite are like, um, the way a lot of horror movies ended in the eighties where, uh, okay. Some of the, some of the people, some of the people survive and that's technically the happy ending, but then there's a twist like the monster, like critters, the monsters laid eggs in the barn. And so, Oh, it's not over. It's coming. It's going to happen again. Like that kind of shit, mm. you know, but not always, but that's generally my, my favorite. Cause I do, I do like to see some success, but there are stories that I just really liked where there was no success. Like the witch, like that was a really good creepy horror modern horror movie where there were moments where I thought things were going to turn around and no it doubled down it got worse and then it happened again it fooled me again oh can we get some reprieve for these poor people no it doubled down again <laughs> it's like oh my god like the, cool. things are just getting worse and worse well, 10,001 Maniacs is kind of cool with that because mm-hmm. like, they think they're getting away and they get, they're on the open road and everything and then there's like a, they're on a motorcycle right and there's like a wire that they don't see and it cuts their heads off as they drive through it yeah um that I, rob zombie kind of did that with house of a thousand corpses i i like mm. that ending a lot that's like a really good bad ending in my opinion you know if uh, if for, I, I guess i won't spoil it if anyone hasn't seen it but that's a really good halloween october movie to watch is house of a thousand corpses yeah that's good stuff all right i got another one for you marco all right let's see what we here got here all right first to describe this image hmm this is really just a Halloween episode. Everything's going to be scary. We show each other. <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, that's every day's Halloween in my life. So this is an image and it's in black and white and it's in a forest at night. And it looks like, uh, like the kind of forest you might see in um, North America. You know, you've got these um, pines or spruces with um, a tall bear trunk before the, um, branch like the longer branches and the uh, the needles or the leaves start so those kinds of forests are cool because you can see clearly through them when you're walking through them there's not usually a lot of like um foliage on the ground as well Mm. for the most part so they're not real thick forests um but they're also kind of creepy for that because it's like you feel like anything could be looking at you from a great distance (laughs) and um those are also by the way the easiest to get lost in having spoken i'm speaking from experience here like out of all the types of forests that I've had to walk through, really? you know, when I was a surveyor, the ones that are the most, you know, that, that are like, that had the least amount of like, let's say like recognizable things. Those are the ones that are easy to get lost in. Cause once you start turning, you don't have any bearing anymore. Right. You have to, that's why you have to like pay attention to, um, the lay of the land usually helped me. And if that was too flat, then I would pay attention to like the sky, um, or just fucking have a compass. But, um, so it makes me think of that, but this is at night and there's a, there's a sort of backlit glow to the, to this part of the forest, which is probably like maybe moonlight. That's what it makes me think of. But in the foreground are these four characters that look, uh, kind of like a scary story, stories to tell in the dark drawing. Like they're, they're very stringy and wet and, and draped in like goo and, and maybe plant and uh, vines and things like that. And they have these weird, each, each one has a weird headdress that's built out of like animal parts, like an antler or a deer. Um, 
and one looks like a witch and the other and then two look kind of like different versions of like a a demon or a deer head or a goat head and then the one the 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 most interesting one is the fourth character who's kind of crippled in the center but maybe looks like she he she is coming to life like it's being born or it's being awakened and the, the other three are sort of just witnessing it and it makes me think of um a movie that i really liked called i think it was called the ritual and it's about these guys who go hiking in like i think the german forest or something like that and they discover this tribe that that praises and sacrifices people to um this god of the forest and then they find out the damn thing is real and it looks so cool like it's just it's like this behemoth of like deer parts and other things oh, that's pretty cool it's called yeah. ritual i think it's called the ritual i think you'd really like yeah, it yeah, it was yeah. a really good like uh independent like horror film and th- it makes me think of that because it's very very uh similar to like the imagery in that movie and these types of things like this all makes me think of like old world like pagan cult like what people did in ancient times to just make the the night interesting like their free time <laughs> make interesting. it interesting not yeah, just like I, to protect you from whatever animals are maybe out there looking to eat you but just to make it interesting no yeah I, I mean you can you can say you know we there's spells or rituals or, or prayers that you can do to summon protection right there every culture and mm-hmm. history even modern day has those kinds of like uh beliefs right but um all that really does is build your confidence to walk around at night when, you know, in a time where, you know, especially with ancient man, where you really were, st- we were still on the menu, you know, bears and wolves and lions. Oh my, they would come in, you know, they would attack you and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and kill you and eat you, especially if you seemed like an easy target. Um, and doing things at night is always so, the reason why I love doing things at night is because it makes you feel kind of like suspicious, right? It, has that little, <laughs> it makes you, feel- yeah, you know, like you kind of, yeah, I know what you're saying, like though. almost like you're creeping on yourself a little bit, and that's kind of fun. I mean, there, it's it gives a naughty feeling, and that's kind of fun not to like actually do ill. I would right. say like my version of like creepiness and naughtiness is like maybe a Danny Elfman or like you know Nightmare Before Christmas, like you know that's our that's my job, but I'm not mean. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm scary, <laughs> but I'm not mean, kind of thing. So. Um, I just like working and doing things in the night because there's no one else around. So you don't get bothered. Yeah. Just, just be left alone. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I feel that way with just about any job I prefer to, because I'm self-motivated when I know what my work is. I not, not only do I get it done properly, I, I get it done faster. Like I'm, I, I, you know what I mean? If, if my, my kryptonite is someone who like micromanages me or attempts to because i'll get fired i guarantee you i'm gonna get fired i'm gonna lose that job somehow because i'm not i'm never gonna put up with that <laughs> you know, i mean it will for a while right but it's just a ticking time bomb but um i actually just want to i just want to title this one the ritual because that's what really makes me think of it. yeah right. so what's the story behind it i mean that, that i don't always that, have a story sometimes i just like to talk about what it makes me think about okay you know yeah, that's fine um and that's what it makes me think about it makes me think of like pagan religions and, and people dressing up you know in in scary things and doing weird oh, awkward shit so in the middle of the night to you those are just regular people yeah i don't think okay. i think dressed uh, up doing some kind of ritual in the, in the yeah in the they, they just look like they're they're wearing you know ye old medieval ghillie suits and they got you know, like a witch hat and an antler head and <laughs> got a goat head going and and then they just you know someone when the fourth person went into the woods before the other three showed up and covered himself in moss and other weird shit 
and he, he, she was naked and now is slowly rising from the ground, you know? I mean, if you were tripping, which I'm sure a lot of times these motherfuckers were, imagine like you you, do, you agree to like trip with your buddies and then you all get dressed up in some weird shit, you know, and it's all earthy things. It's like things from the ground yeah. and the trees and around you that you, you know, that you've made or whatever. And then, you know, one of your, one of your friends decides to get naked and then cover themselves with the ground in the middle of the forest. And then you discover them. You would totally, that would, I mean, that would be a movie scene in your brain. I know if I oh, was yeah, tripping, that's what sure. I, would happen for me. So. No, that would I definitely mean, spark your mind to fall down some kind of trail. Dude, what, one of my favorite memories of tripping was, um, I was standing on the second floor of a house in this like Airbnb that we rented and. I looked out the, the this beautiful window and the moon, I could see the moon and the, and the light. Like it was just pic so picturesque and the moonlight was hitting me and it was almost, it felt like a spotlight. Like the moon was like looking at me and I, I went, I went into a dark room and I called my friend's name and he wasn't there and I thought he was then gone. So then my brain said, no, he's not gone. He's gone. gone. He's dead. And then I had this whole like you know moonlight sonata opera that i like <laughs> or that i like played out and could hear the music of and i sang i don't know if i actually sang but i, I wish i could remember the words because i know i spoke words and i didn't i didn't stumble on them like they just came out of me you know and i was up there for like 30 minutes doing this and then my buddy just he was sober he gets up and he's like hey what marco what are you doing i was like you son of a bitch i thought you were dead i just had a funeral for you <laughs> so those are like those are the kinds of stories that my brain generates, right? Like I'm just always creative. I'm always in a creative writing mode, except that, you know, if I'm tripping, it's way better. <laughs> so yeah, this is, um, it's a ritual. This is, this is why you're, you know what this is? This, these are people from one of your villages and they're just so stressed out from the constant evil attacking them that they're literally trying anything at this point so, so they're so dressing they up at night no they're evil. not evil they again they they look ugly because of the way they're dressed but that doesn't mean they're evil right they're trying to do whatever they can to ward off evil right yeah. so they're going out in the woods in the well, middle that's of the actually night a thing and having is is cast to, spells and having rituals to scare off the evil right it's just by doing different things like that um so that's the village ritual yeah it made me think of like um these are creatures from the forest, right? Like they are, they are more spirits, right? Of the forest. And, um, you know, they're coming back to claim their, their land and they, the over encroachment of human development and things like that. Um, <laughs> so that, so they're, they're, they're formed from the ground and they're formed from the trees and the animals and things like that. That's pretty much what I was thinking. So, I mean, you had the same kind of elements and themes in your head as I did. Well, that one, I mean, like, especially with an image like that. So familiar things help the brain, you know, imagine a story, right? right? Like virtualize um, uh, consequence, right? So like uh, what I mean by that is um, if I show you an image of a man dressed, dressed in a tuxedo and uh, he's smiling and he's standing in like a, a wooden, a beautiful wooden archway, and there's petals flying through the air, you might think, well, he's probably at a wedding. He looks like a groom, like mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So that that's the, the brain does that on purpose to help us immediately understand something. Right. Because the brain doesn't like confusion. Right. It's a, it's all about pattern recognition and making uh, assumptions to help you navigate reality quicker. Yeah, which I'm not, really grateful you're, you're for. Not spending time dwelling <laughs> on every single detail, it just kind of looks at everything. It's like, okay, that's that's must what we're going on. We're just gonna assume that's what's going on until we get more information. 
yeah and especially like with my brain like i my brain already likes to dwell on detail and 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 really just take things too far and like really overthink things because sometimes i mean that's essentially what imagination is it's just spending time with yourself overthinking an idea right constantly building on it constantly adding leaves to that tree of you know whatever your mind is trying to show you yeah so. but it's not always i mean I, I feel like it's mostly there to to protect you as well because i mean recently i had an experience where a bunch of different details like there was this i was at a courthouse right and um i was summoned for jury duty mm. and there was this kid that walked into the elevator with us and was fucking packed like sardines in that thing right and he walks in he scoots behind me he's got his a mask on like a, like a face mask right just like mm. you know your doctor's mask whatever right uh and then he's got his hood up and he's got his head like pointed down and he's got something in his hand i couldn't see what the what was in his hand and it's like a hammer grip you know so i'm like he's gonna fucking stab me so you're like, like grabbing something uh, like really tight yeah it, it, it could have been just his papers or what i don't know he was probably just nervous too for whatever he was there for yeah but it, <laughs> he made me nervous i'm yeah. like this motherfucker's about to stab me because he was right be behind me next to me like right at my kidney like this dude is about to just start <laughs> practicing the stabbing you know <laughs> but oh man it was it was that was the most stressful elevator ride i've ever been on that's really interesting that like you put you on your guess i mean maybe something really was wrong if it put you on your guard that well i put my quickly. i put my arm in front of my my side where he where he would be able to stab me so i'm like like I'm you not, tucked your arm in just I, in case. I, yeah i put it there i'm like this motherfucker if he tries something at least he's gonna get my arm and not my not my kidney you know he's not gonna drop me right away i'm at least gonna get him like Mm. <laughs> I was, i'm only laughing because I've, I've been in moments like that myself where like for whatever reason i was just so hyped up and like ready to fight for my life and nothing was happening nothing happened <laughs> like you know something just triggered my brain too well i'm already like uncomfortable with uh with close with closeness yeah. yeah like i don't especially when it's other men like that that bugs me sure when you're in that kiss me kill me range yeah. it's like like something's about to happen like and i don't like it it's like i don't know what's gonna happen but it ain't good. <laughs> no, I agree. I don't, uh, I, it makes me uncomfortable as well. You know, like it's not, it doesn't feel like, um, I don't know what you say, like, um, natural maybe is the wrong word, but like the, like you said, the kiss me, kill me range, you could be, you're, you're under threat somehow. Yeah. If right? you're in, if you're in an arm's length, like, yeah. like that, that's enough space for you to just do something without me having time to react. Like I can't back away from that. I can't block it unless I'm watching you and we already know we're in, you know, that state Like there's nothing for me to do. Yeah. If it's only like, every street fight started like it did in the movies. Okay. <laughs> ready? Go. What do you think about yeah, this right. image? Oh, this reminds me of uh, one of my favorite artists. Um, I can't think of his name, but we talked about it before on um, on our our episode of art when we uh, talked about our favorite artists before. Mm -hmm. Oh, Marco, people are dead. People are people dead. are dead. These are so. What we got here is uh, we have what, what kind of style of art do you call that? It's, it's not impressionism. It right? is kind of impressionist a little bit. I mean, it, it's. It's an impressionist use of color, I would say. So, and, well, technically, again, this is an AI image, so right. it's it, it probably to some degree affected by the uh, what we as humans define as impressionism, right? Because AI isn't yet defining things on its own; it's using our definitions to generate mm. things. So, so what we got here are um, 
one, two, three, four, four. We have five candles, right? And each candle has a flame, but one of them has a double flame. It has a flame, and then there's like another flame shape on top of that 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 flame, right? And then surrounded by these flames are um, little swirls of color to of like the like um they call it what like knife painting or something like that where they took like their palette yeah, knife yeah. and they just smear the colors around and like do different things like that yeah there's and no these brush are, and these are all circle shapes right hmm. um and it's to illustrate the 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 soft focus um of the background and to show that there's light happening behind it so that's 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 the main image but off to the side there's like this line that, that divides it and it starts to creep into another image that looks like there's a tree like you know some kind of like um man-made park or something like that um and all you see is a tree and it's the same thing with the the, the swirling lights on different colors okay so this image though does make me think of like a candlelight village uh vigil mm. where where you're like um in mourning of someone's death so we got <laughs> We got five dead, and then we got a super dead as well. A super dead. Yeah. Someone, like, so is that what you do for someone who becomes a zombie and then dies again? You yeah, light, you light a double dead. candle for them? <laughs> yeah, right. Mm, what could you do? What could you do with this? It's okay, rather so jovial. Well, the, the, the candles are, are in, in like... Um, some kind of holder right but you don't really see them uh sitting on anything so maybe they're like long poles right so these are like people holding poles with uh candles on top of them and they're doing some kind of uh procession yeah that's a hard one to make a story out of this so yeah that's why i don't i really don't try to make a story out of everything i just especially like like i said when i used to do uh creative drawing or creative writing I had a great teacher's name was um, David Bliss. I hope he's still alive because he, he he made a difference in my life. Uh, he's the reason, I, a big reason why I wanted to try to become a professional artist. And um, he used to say all the time, he's like, don't overthink it. Just whatever comes to mind, that's what, put it down. See what happens. Let your brain free, you know, because you're, you have, like, you have a part of your mind that wants to constantly understand and like, you know, sort of like, you know, like to take a transcript of what's going on. It's like, shut that part down. And just let the the painter part of your brain go free, and then just spit out what happens. You know, say, write it down, or or draw it, because the story sometimes will just emerge that way on its own. And sometimes describing things I find um, will help people listening or reading what you did or looking at what you did generate their own story. Which to me, if there is a definition definition of art, that's what it is: is the story that takes place in the witness, not the not the author. Yeah, no, I think that the the witness of art definitely holds more power than the artists themselves and the the creation of meaning and um uh meaning and, and what what it, what you feel out of it because that's you're you're the viewer and now the artist can be the viewer too because of of course you're gonna view your own work um but I don't think the artist has any power or sway over the the audience I think that's all. Like they're just um well that i don't agree with that well i don't think that they matter i don't think the artist matters and when it comes to art i think it's that's the ultimate like position to be in it's like if i could when i could, i've never done it but if i could have sort of like 
the artist version of an ego death, like to create something and then not understand it at all and just look at it. And, and like you said, be, be a true witness of my own art. That's what I love about AI as it kind of gives that feeling. It's like, yeah, I, I prompted the artwork, but, or in this case, uh, we'll, we'll call him Matt. Um, that's his name. Uh, Matt created this, through, you know, through artwork, through his, the AI program he uses, but, um, but yeah, that, that the fact that you to be in that position where it's just prompted and then you feel like you're in the audience. That's yeah. like like an awesome, that's like the ideal feeling. It's euphoric. I don't I don't when I create any kind of art, I don't feel like I, I'm just making it really for I guess at this point for myself because I'm not really putting it out there, right? So mm-hmm. I'm just making it because I think it looks cool. Um unless it's I don't know, I guess you can call story writing art and i do that i do that for myself too it's like it's mostly because i have something stuck in my head and i just want it out it's like i just want this idea out of my head so i can think about something else <laughs> so i can stop thinking about this thing huh. so it's more like uh it's medicinal it's yeah you know it really is because i freaking therapy. i freaking hate repeat repetitiveness and going over the same thing multiple times or like doing listening to the same thing multiple times or looking at the same thing over and over i'm like i don't I want want something new. I want something fresh. That's like in school, I love tests. I thought tests were the best thing in the world because it meant I got to go do something else. Yeah. It meant we got to move on. Like finally we can stop learning about cells and we can learn about whatever else, you know, I hate cells. Cells are the worst thing in biology. Annoying. Too many parts. It's too Hmm. much there. Too much happening to make. Well, there's a lot of cells in the background of that image. (laughs) <laughs> that's what they are they're amoebas i don't know right so they're just like they're just like dust particles eating each other well i think what's interesting too about that image is that the only thing that really makes sense is the candles but it but then even then as you stated one of them isn't right and then the bases of them aren't really that right either You're right well it almost looks like they're separated too so there's like a group of three and then a group of two and the group of two has uh has a double flame with it so maybe the Maybe it's like some kind of like <laughs> fucked up candelabra or something. Not just candelabra or candelabra, but like a, uh, like these are representations of people, right? And they're coming to these guys to like, like these are definitely like he's royalty, right? The one with the double flame, he's definitely the one of power of some sort. Hmm. And then these three are coming to them to like either fix the situation or they have a situation that needs to be uh, resolved. Like these are the mediators of some sort. Like <laughs> of the candle people yes <laughs> uh what would you call this this piece maybe we could call it the the candle people <laughs> flame one and flame two <laughs> that, that's an exciting name flame you one you yelled at me for two. taking too long on the other one i did well you didn't yell you just said come on man you just read my too mind hard. oh yeah no i'm just trying to i'm just i wasn't yelling i was just trying to encourage you to because I know there's thoughts you're skipping, right? That's what silence is, is thoughts you're ignoring or you're saving. So it's like, don't save those. Don't skip those. Just spit them out. Like, that's why I was, that was, that was the example I was given about the elephant. It's like, if the first thing that comes to your mind when you look at a sword is an elephant, then draw the elephant or say, write the elephant down. And wh- what is the elephant doing? Or like, you know, that kind of shit. Like, it, it may seem weird and your brain wants to sort of save you from sounding strange, but that's that's the joy of creative writing or creative drawing is is to let that free you know that that's your safe space or whatever you want to call it right 
I mean, usually when it, like at that instance, I was whispering it though. I was, I was saying it. I was just like, like flesh, flesh, golden flesh, lifts for flesh, flesh, flesh. I just kind of like make it into until something finally sticks and like you know sounds right. That's usually what's kind of happening in my mind, at least. <laughs> just like your so it's kind of like a mumble. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like does this make sense? No, that doesn't make sense. Move on. Next one. Okay, that makes sense a little bit. Okay, we can use that element. We like this these two syllables together. Let's use that. All right, this sounds good. <laughs> yeah, come that's what I'm saying. Like I think you, like I think you should just say that aloud. Like why not? See what comes out. Because it's not coherent. No. <laughs> it's they're There's not. No, they're no, like no, half no, formed no. words. They're like not real. You so, know. Oh, so you sound kind of like a, an auctioneer or something. Yeah, it's, it's yes, yeah. It's like um. Well, it sounds more like a, a crazy person huddled in a corner, just like whispering Dude, things to themselves. That's all our brains. We are all crazy <laughs> people in corners. All right. Trying to understand the world. So I got one. What do you think? One more for you then? Uh, well, let's do one. We'll round it out. Three, three, three and three. All right. So here's one for you then. Okay. What do we got here? So I like the colors a lot. We've got... um. Cause I'm a big fan of like blue and purple and teal, those kind of like misty colors, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got a, we've got a woman again, and this is very painterly in style, meaning like there's a lot of stroke work and dripping in terms of uh, how the paint was applied, if in fact it was actually painted. I mean, it looks at first glance, it seems like it was actually painted, but as you look closer, it's it, these if these brushstrokes are real, like they're just all over the place. That must make no sense at all. It's probably, you know, digitally painted and they're just, you know, well, replicating that, that style. Sometimes I think that is an indication of a false, an AI image, a computer generated image, because to create, to give you an example of what I mean, and I know you'll understand it, but I'll break it down simpler for anyone listening. When you use a pencil or a brush, um, even if you aren't trained, you create a rhythm right? You have a certain direction that you repeat when you draw lines or when you fill in spaces and you'll go in reverse or against or change that rhythm or direction. For the most part, it's going to be very similar, right? Because what doesn't change? The position of your arm, your hand, and the paper, right? You're always doing it from one side. It's not like you're constantly on a spinning table drawing on you the paper. You don't rotate from, your paper when you draw? No, no, you, you do. But what I'm saying is that your directions are very similar, if not always similar. Okay. Okay. Now, the reason that is, is because it's makes it, it allows your brain to create something coherent because that's what you're trying to do is create an image that um, makes sense. Even if it's abstract, that's re- regardless. Let's say you're drawing a portrait, which this is. This is a portrait of a woman. So the reason why I explain that is because when you see an image like this, it looks like the brushstrokes and the lines are done uh, with, let's say, within half an inch of distance of space, you know, square space with each other. Are in within that half inch square of space are done from all different directions. That implies to me computer generated image because to create coherent lines and images with that kind of brushwork or stroke work is too erratic for the human yeah, brain. Right. And to make coherent things from that would take a great degree of skill and or I would say genius level <laughs> artist. So uh, to give to make another example of what I'm talking about is like imagine if you had um, uh, a box of sand and you dropped it on the ground 
And within seconds, you could form that sand into the portrait of like a recognizable character, say like Abraham Lincoln or something like that, right? If you were doing that as a normal human and only using your hands, let's say your fingers, you would start drawing and, and creating divots and, you know, rises and, and lowers or, you know, flow of the sand to create the lines. Mm-hmm. But this isn't doing that. This is sort of like a hundred hands, all fingers, all coming together at one time to create those lines. Right. So, okay, that's a, that's a bit wordy of a definition, but that's why I think maybe this is AI generated itself. But um, the image is a woman covered in acrylic blues and purples and teals. Um, and she looks like she's slowly exhaling like a, like a big toke of something, but really it's the smoke is actually like um, a jellyfish. So she's either underwater or she's in a dream. And that's all that makes me think of. This is just like a, just like a, a nonsense or indescribable moment of, uh, of a fantasy. It's kind of like, again, when, um, when I've tripped on really good shrooms, I'll just be going through the universe and seeing random shit. And when I say going through the universe, like I'm not like, I'm, that's what it really is happening in my mind. Like I'm flying through the universe. Um, sometimes with my, just my body or sometimes in a vehicle of some sort. But um, this one actually doesn't really trigger my imagination very much. I, I feel like it actually kind of closes it down because it's doing so many imaginative things on its own. <coughs> and while the, um, the background looks like <coughs> the background looks like definitely I could imagine that being painted by a brush or something. But yeah, it's just a it's just a woman exhaling a jellyfish. It doesn't make me think of anything. <laughs> like yeah, like it it's kind of boring actually. If I'm being totally it honest, boring. It, I think it's a boring image. Yeah, and that's not a slight to you in any way. But for me, this looks like um, there's a lot happening. You think that's boring? What's boring? Just well, see, it uh, make you think. Well, you chose this image probably because it made you think. Oh, definitely right? made me okay, think. Okay, so for you, there's something going on here. There's a story, but for me, there's no story. There's no there's nothing really to work with, in my opinion. I just feel like it's it's a moment frozen in time. You know, it's just a so what's happening in that time? Just well, it's in, it's it's indes- it's indescribable. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing. Um, like I said, it's like when I'm tripping and I'm flying through the universe. I might and say I'm in a like a boat or a car, which you know, sometimes I was. I'll look out the window to my left or my right, and I'll see something like this, and it doesn't have a story. It's like a stranger on a train. It doesn't. I don't know. I, I can't I feel like I can't know anything about it, you know, and it doesn't really make me think of much other than I really like the colors of it and jellyfish. I would, if that's a real jellyfish, I would definitely not want it in my mouth. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's about it. Like I, I'm a little worried for P- this woman. P- PSA. Don't want jellyfish in my mouth. Just so you know, don't, don't, don't bring me a jellyfish. Don't have it in my mouth. Don't have it near my mouth. You know what's interesting about some jellyfish? There's a kind of, I forget what it's called, but there's a jellyfish. And I think a lot of them actually have a similar life cycle, but it's considered immortal. immortal. Yeah. yeah. Because it, it'll, it'll grow into an adult state. Yeah. And then it'll, Go it'll back reproduce. To and then it'll, that's the crazy thing is that it reproduces because re- reproduction is the, is the reason why things aren't immortal, right? Because you, they mm. make new versions of themselves, essentially. Like I know as humans, we think of, the people we create 
as like a totally new person. And, you know, sometimes it's because of religion or spirituality, but really from like, I feel like from a nature's point of view, we're not making new people. We're just, we're, we're, we're creating new versions of ourselves because it's mm -hmm. our genes that are being carried on and they didn't change. They mutated and they mixed, but they're the ones that are being carried on. So really it's a new version of yourself, which is kind of a weird way to look at it, but that's how my brain works. Um, and jelly, there's a jellyfish that grows to adult state, reproduces, and then reverts to a youthful state, and then just does that again. So unless it's eaten or killed somehow, it must be technically immortal. Could you go? Could you imagine going through puberty multiple times through your life? Like that'd be annoying. I think that'd be wonderful. You know why? Because I'm 40 years old, and if I could have my libido of an 18 year old, like every couple of years, <laughs> like say every two to three years. You know how fucking amazing that would be, dude. That'd be like that'd be like imagine if birthdays were actually like every nice two or three years. Your, You'd be looking forward to that so hard. Like, no pun intended. For that testosterone boost, that'd be Yeah, nice. dude. That, I mean, just just for working out sake. Yeah, natural GH uh GHG. Yeah, who wouldn't want to be like imagine if it was like a really good age too, like okay, not eighteen, let's say twenty one. Like if you went from twenty one to forty back and forth, that would that's that's like uh that makes me worried, though, because like <laughs> I, I, I think I think humans will one day invent immortality one way or another, whether it's, you know, uploading a mind or just creating allowing the body to live for hundreds of years or something. And that worries me a lot because there are so many bad people in this world and most of them run the world. <laughs> and it's like, imagine if like someone, you know, imagine just without getting specific, imagine a politician that you really hate, okay, <laughs> never dying. And always having their position of power. That is just nightmarish to me. Well, I think you'd have to create either, either it would become like mundane. We're all living like this, right? So it's like, okay, this is just how life is. Or you would have to create a new like term limit system. You know? Term limits to life. You'd have to be killing people on purpose just well, to no, make not, sure that just, that's what I'm saying. You have to change it so it's not so you can't do this forever. Like you have to. Well, we don't even do that now. That's that's what worries me. We like definitely wouldn't do it if people were immortal. Yeah, that's like the penultimate. I mean, there, there are term, there are tyranny. You can't you can't be president more than twice. And that's it. The president. Years. Well, there's other. I can't think of anything else other than like a mayor, yeah. or a governor. Yeah, everything was... else is until you die, which is kind of messed up. I mean, yeah. Judges. Yeah, but that's, but you want. Speakers. Right, but you want people who specialize in this field, right, to do it. You want, that's what you want, but I don't think that's what we get. What we get is crooks. Right. I'm not saying it's working. I'm just saying what you want in a job is someone who's qualified. Well, yeah, but I feel like you're taking, are you, are you taking a contrary position? Because that's what I'm saying. It's like, I'm, I, it would terrify me if we were, if, if humans became immortal or the elites became immortal. That they that these people that are I already consider corrupt would just be there for hundreds of years. So the children of my children of my children, if I had children, would have to suffer under their de deteriorating mind of tyranny. You know, because that's that that's the, that's the other thing that scares me about immortality. It's like, okay, you you live longer. That doesn't mean you become better, right? The mind still deteriorates. The data being collected still will overwhelm and, and create more insanity. Well, yeah, but there's different ways to stave that off for, you know, longer times. There's like, you know, they say if you don't sleep enough, you you you, uh, you can develop Alzheimer's that way. You know, there's aluminum and stuff that contributes to it. So there's different uh, factors that you can eliminate to help, like, preserve your mind longer. 
I think regardless, though, your mind deteriorates. Like, I mean, well, so does the rest of your body, though. Right. That's what I'm saying. But imagine but that just happened going on for hundreds of years. But if you years. can find ways to stave off the deterioration of your body, you can stave off the deterioration of your mind. It's the same fucking thing. No, you'd have to be removing memories then. You'd have to you'd have to be introducing ignorance into the mind again, because that's what creates that. That's what we juggle with our minds with with dementia is the amount of data that our mind records over time. All the terrible things that happen, all the trauma that we suffer. Caused from too many memories. It's it. Yeah, it is. No, it, it, it isn't. It is. They it, say they say the exact opposite. It's caused because because they say if you want to, one of the better ways to to stave off um, like Alzheimer's at least is which is like the same kind of family as dementia, um, is to learn more things. The more you learn, the more you're keeping your brain active. The more it has to delete an, an aspect. That's my point. You'd have to introduce severe dementia in order to save a brain and then resurrect it out of that state. Because otherwise, what's happening is this: you're collecting trauma over time, trauma, 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 trauma. The longer you live, the more terrible things you're going to experience, and the more you're going to suffer from those things and there's no way for us to know how we would be able to manage or continue to edit those things and deal with them because already it's too much for the lives that we live right even like an 80 year old like say an 80 year life and talk to any old person and you can even see it in their faces many times like just the amount of things they've had to be through in life has drained them and 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 isolated them in, in a lot of ways or made them completely nuts you know they say crazy shit <laughs> they think crazy things they do crazy things even without yeah, Alzheimer's. I, don't, I don't think trauma contributes to dementia though i don't think that's like if you if you went through something bad that's not going to make you like sure it causes amnesia it causes mental blocking it causes yeah but I don't, think that, I don't think that's the main contributor to dementia. no i'm just saying that 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 would be imagine instead of you know let's say take let's say a soldier who you know um suffered severe ptsd okay okay for the three years that he was in 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 a war right Right. and let's say after that um he just led a normal life right so you could argue that from age 20 and say he lived for 80 years so that's 60 years of trauma right with some of the worst being his time at war okay now now imagine a, a thousand year old life like a thousand years of life exactly it, we, it, it it's so monumental it's almost like trying to count stars like what would that do to the mind because you well, could, i don't think that the trauma is what's a contributing to your deteriorate deterioration oh i do your, dude big time i i don't know it's difficult for me to see your point of view on that because i, I mean think, we've all gone through bad things but i don't feel crazy because of it just wait <laughs> just wait okay just you wait you'll be you'll be smoking jellyfishes man Dude, they're tasty right they're, they taste just like jam have you had a jellyfish don't no, lie to me i have not <laughs> but i was making a joke instead of jelly they taste like jam hilarious they're jellyfish it's not hilarious <laughs> but it's worth a chuckle or at least i'm laughing like, <laughs> that's the kind of joke that makes me laugh at how 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 at the, the lack of laughter that it would <laughs> so like once like if you've ever been to a comedy club and like like someone tells a joke and it's just dead silent for like 10 <laughs> seconds i'm the idiot that starts cackling because i'm yeah. like ah! <laughs> you failed dude that'd be me too <laughs> um i'm gonna call this uh jelly toke jelly toke i kind of like that. this is jelly toke so maybe, you gotta make sure you send me these images by the way i will i will <laughs> so this one makes you think of like um people are starting to 
uh evolve into the ability to breathe underwater right so she's like um so the i guess it's almost more symbolism than than the jellyfish is actually coming out of her mouth or maybe she's spewing out water right maybe like she's getting high by like like sucking it in she's like a fucked up mermaid with an addiction takes, yeah she gets the poison <clears throat> from the tentacles she gets that sting yeah um but these people are starting to become uh, aquatic right so they're being able to um breathe underwater and maybe that's why the jellyfish is coming out of her mouth because it's a magical means right so it's like like the water is introduced from her not from within her right and then it spews out and then she can now be become one with the water so and, is she like guy of the oceans not Gaia, not like as in like uh she becomes a water uh spirit but like more of like a she becomes like a sea elf or something like that you know like she becomes like a like a mermaid or something but, but without the tail right she keeps her her human form but now she can breathe underwater and it's not just her it's like her her whole peoples are, are becoming this way and maybe it was a um, there's like some kind of cataclysm, like a volcano or something erupted, like Pompeii, right? And like her whole island is being demolished, and like her her deity, the 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 island's deity is like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Like I'm not a fucking volcanologist. Vulca- I am like, a god. Yeah, it's like I, I got I got power, but I'm limited, right? So like I can't do everything. So she's like, fuck it, I'll just make it. You can breathe water now, people. Let's go. Start spewing out. Okay, you're good now. Go into the water. That's what it made me think of, kind of stuff like that. I can't yeah. believe it sparked nothing in your it, mind. It really That's is, crazy. dude. Like it's it's just so it's sort of like um I don't know, that's just like one of those it's hard for me to explain. Like it's just one of those images that it's just so contained in doing its own thing that it like my mind doesn't isn't using it for anything. It's kind of weird. Well, you say the same thing about when you uh when you take in any kind of media, like you don't you don't expand on it at, at that much. You just you're you've said that before that it limits your imagination when you're watching different things it does yeah sometimes See, i don't feel that way i feel like it, it only out. makes it it only increases my imagination because for me the way the way i can describe it maybe is that like with this image especially like too much even though it's a fantastical image too much is being explained so it's like my brain when, isn't being asked to fill in the gaps nothing's anywhere. explained why is the jellyfish coming out of her mouth? That's like the biggest question. Yeah, but look how comfortable she is with doing it. She does it all the time. So it's natural for her. Okay, so but why is it natural though? I don't know. So make up a reason. That's what, <laughs> what creativity is <laughs> for. I don't want to force it. I feel like I'll just be, if I force it, then I'll just be stealing. I'll just be going into like some other, a book or a show or a movie. You can't or force TV. your creativity. No, I can't. I really, fact, yeah, just like you know, you've heard of writer's block. I have the same thing with. I have that with any form of art. So if I sit down and I'm like, uh, even when I want what I know what I want to draw, at least like the, I, let's say I sit down, I want to draw a vampire. Like if I'm just pulling from my imagination, mm-hmm. if I don't, it may take minutes or even an hour before my hand starts moving. It's really weird. It doesn't happen all the time, right. but it that can happen. Wow. And I find that, yeah, it's, it, it, that's not great. Like it, it happens not just with art, but with other things. Like when I'm trying mm. to teach myself new things, like I love the guitar. Why the fuck don't I play the guitar? Mm. I love to sing. I love singing songs to guitars, you know, like that kind of stuff. But every time I've tried to teach myself the guitar, I, I just, I run into that block. It like stops me from doing it because I feel like there's no imagination there. Whereas like when I, 
teach myself to like practice singing or whatever, that is my imagination just explodes. So I, I just can't explain it. It's just the way I am, you know? <laughs> no, I get that. I think, I think that most people are like that. They can't summon creativity or the will to, or not the will, but the, the, I don't know, the drive, the, the ability to sit still and do something. Well, the nice thing, yeah, focus. Yeah. The nice thing is that that isn't most of the time. Most of the time, I if I get an idea or something, I just sit down and I write it or I draw it and I, I produce something that I'm usually pretty happy with or even impressed by. So that's a good feeling, right? And that's most of the time. So I can't really complain. You know, it's just, a, it's just I don't know, mermaids smoking jellyfish, they, you know, you do you girlfriend <laughs> but yeah it's just um now i don't know like yeah that's just a dead zone that image is like like you you picked a really it's good because you did that to me it's cool that you found you found an image that did that to me so i that's like so it weird, for though. that reason i can't I, I i just that that i, I don't know it's, it's good i i like the image i thought it was uh i like it yeah, yeah don't yeah. mistake that yeah. like i do like it um but yeah, this is um, this was kind of fun. Yeah, I liked it. I had fun. I have like three others, but maybe another time. Maybe another time, or we can get maybe maybe we can get Zach to do us, you know, some solos, and then he can do he can just go as long, you know, do as many images as he wants. Yeah, that that could be fun. Just start coming up with like quick stories, real quick about yeah. Since you like to do it, and you're good at it. So might, fun, might as well. It's my favorite thing. Make it like a bed, like weird bedtime stories from Zach. <laughs> That'd be good. All right, Marco. Well, it was fun talking about stories, talking about our creative process and other things like that. Catch you later. Bye. If you like what you're hearing, or even if you don't, that also helps. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're still listening, then please consider supporting the show. We're working hard on our passion to create quality content, and we want to bring you much more. Indeed, we've got big plans for what we want to add to Audio Pong, and we'd also love to hear from you, the audience, on topics or content Zach and I can create for you. Visit AudioPong on RedCircle.com for more information on where to support the show and where to listen. Also, feel free to contact us directly through email with AudioPong at gmail.com. Be happy. Be healthy. And, and have, have a metal, metal life. life.